Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 203 of the Ortho Eval Pal podcast. I am your host, Paul Marquis. Today, we're going to be talking about topical pain relievers and do they work? We'll be going over some of the different categories of topicals, how topicals work, we're going to be discussing their effectiveness and how to maximize topicals and so much more. At MedCore Professionals, we offer mobility aids, bracing and supports, compression garments, post-mastectomy care, and much more. Your health and well-being are important to us. Your recovery is our priority. Our certified team will guide you to the right products based on your medical needs, recent procedures, or mobility restrictions. Visit us on Route 1 in Scarborough or at MedCorePro.com. We are Mark and Kelly Hassett, owners of MedCore. And we keep you moving forward. Welcome back. So today's show can go in many different directions. Um, it was very hard to condense this show today just because um, there are so many different types of topicals out there. And there are so many different people who are strong believers and some who are non-believers uh, completely. But, you know, there's very little statistically significant information and research out there that can really guide us on what is the best topical to use uh, for, for pain relief or for other issues, uh, especially if it's in the joints or if it's arthritic or sprains and strains and, and things of that sort. So what I want to do today is arm you with some information that's going to help you make the best decision possible if you are prescribing or recommending topicals to your patient. Um, so let's just talk about some of the different types of topicals out there and then we can kind of go from there. First of all, we're going to start with counter irritants, which is probably the most common, especially those uh, of you who may be a little bit older and remember using things like uh, Bengay or Flexol 454, uh, counter irritants of that sort. Basically, these contain menthol, camphor, eucalyptus oil, and, and they can cause a distracting effect. So really no different than hitting yourself on the arm with a hammer and then starting to rub it with your hand a little bit to make it feel better. So basically that sensation of cooling or heating just gets to your brain a lot faster and a lot better than the pain sensation that you're getting. So it really kind of just distracts you from the pain. Then you have topicals that contain capsaicins, uh, which are basically uh, the, the chemical and red chili peppers. And this will give you a little warming sensation. This has been found to be beneficial for people who have neuropathic type pain or people with complex regional pain syndrome. Um, you know, there are multiple applications for capsaicin type topicals. So, um, you know, very safe to use, but can feel a little bit hot and irritating for certain types of patients. But typically over time, they do a little bit better. And it usually takes multiple treatments of uh, capsaicins to uh, become more beneficial. Then you have your salicylates, okay? These are basically the same ingredients that you see in aspirin. So we have a little decreased uh, inflammation effect when people are using these types of topical creams, gels, or sprays um, to help decrease inflammation. Then you have your homeopathic creams, which are typically more natural, herbal, and uh, they contain you know, diluted substances. So you can get those to be maybe a little bit stronger right from certain plants. 
and um, they can be very beneficial. A lot of people really claim that uh, these are game changers for them. And then uh, we have our creams that are infused with CBD. These are becoming newer and uh, becoming a multi-million dollar uh, business. And uh, so we're seeing a lot more of these creams that have CBD in it. In it. Now, we do know and the research does show that taking oral CBD is much more effective in relieving pain than taking topicals. Um, but there are folks out there, and I have an uncle out there who uh, absolutely loves his CBD oil. He puts it on his fingers and has a great benefit from it. He has arthritis and he states that he can function so much better. And, you know, it's very important that you do your research also um, when you get these types of creams or topical uh, solutions because you want to make sure they come from legitimate companies that really put a lot of time and effort into compounding these things just right. Then there are creams out there like Voltaren where they have uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories in it. And lastly, we'll uh, just chat about uh, analgesics. There are uh, some with just pain relieving analgesics in it like your lidocaines and, and xylocaines and things like that that people can rub on the skin and get some pain relief from. Now, let's talk about the pros and cons, okay? So some of the good things about topicals, number one, they're very easy to get and they're relatively safe to use, okay? There are far less side effects using a topical cream, let's say, than taking oral medication. They're usually uh, a little bit cheaper. I know things like Voltaren was very expensive at one time and now has uh, become uh, much less expensive. You can get it like at your big box stores and um, use that anti-inflammatory cream uh, to help with uh, inflammation. And some of these creams can actually give you some pretty quick relief and some will help you sleep at night. Some come with um, nice scented oils in it that uh, can help you sleep better and relax you. So they can be used in combination. Okay. Now, what are some of the cons to using some of these topicals? Well, some of the topicals can get absorbed, you know, systemically. So you've got to be careful because this can interact with some of the other medications that you might be taking. So it's important that you talk to your doctor or your pharmacist and say, you know, I'm taking the, I'm going to be putting this cream on my tennis elbow. Is it going to interact with the other medications that I'm taking? Now, there are some people out there that get a little too excited and uh, cream up probably a little more than they need to. And if they're doing it too often, this can become toxic, okay? Just like taking oral medication too much. If this gets absorbed into your bloodstream, um, it can become toxic. And so be careful. You also have to remember that if you're rubbing this on yourself or rubbing this on others and using your fingers, you're going to be absorbing a little bit uh, into your fingers and into your hands also. Uh, so it's not a bad idea to use gloves or to make sure that you just wash your hands immediately after applying uh, whatever it is you are applying. You can't use this over open wounds uh, and you really have to be careful for your eyes and other um, open areas. You know, if you have a cut or a crack or anything like that, it, this can be very painful. Um, and these topicals are not very effective when it comes to treating really deep pain, okay? So if you have somebody with a piriformis syndrome or facet syndrome, maybe they've got a, a, a soleus strain, these are not going to be very effective at penetrating deep into those muscles and getting the effect that you think you are getting, okay? A lot of patients think that this gets absorbed into the muscle. It's more likely that... Um, you know, you're, you're getting some absorbed, 
you know, systemically and getting a little bit of pain relief from that. Um, and, and if that helps, then great. That helps. That's fine. Um, so should patients use topicals or not? Um, I've always been a big advocate of physical and functional restoration, and um, I do use soft tissue modalities. They are passive treatments, um, but I am cautious to not overuse them, okay? Um, so some of the pieces of advice or tips that I'm going to give you today are basically this. If the problem is close to the surface, like a finger joint, maybe a patella tendon, posterior tib tendon, the dorsum of the foot maybe, uh, you have maybe a CMC arthritis at the wrist and that's pretty close to the skin, you may want to be using topicals for that, okay? It's, it's, it's close to the skin. It only makes sense that it would penetrate a little bit easier into those joints uh, and into those tendons that are, that are close to the surface. But still, you need to remember that the skin is very, very hard to penetrate, okay? Think about this. Think about mechanics uh, who work on your vehicle and work in, in oils and chemicals and grease and gasoline and things like this, and they get exposed to this constantly on their skin. I mean, these chemicals are so bad, you would never want to ingest them uh, orally. But think about if, if they were really absorbed through the skin all that much, these people would be poisoned on a daily basis. Um, so your skin is a really, really tough organ and very hard to get, you know, anything through it um, that, is, that is topical. So um, again, you've done it to yourself. You've, you've spilled, you know, maybe chemicals you're mixing for your lawn or uh, you, you've gotten something like gasoline on yourself, mistakenly, of course. And, um, and, and you know, you, you don't, pass out and die from stuff like that. Uh, so the skin's pretty tough. So remember that when you're using topicals. Now, the other thing that I also think about when people come in and tell me, oh my gosh, I, I love this particular gel or cream. It works really well. And, um, you know, is the patient or person using this getting some benefit from the massaging effect, from massaging it onto the area? Okay, um, and, and sometimes people will get some, some benefit from that. So I tell people, you know, massage it right in there and that can help also. So again, I tell patients though, don't become dependent on pain relieving creams um, because, you know, I'm not huge on passive treatment and those who just do passive treatment alone typically don't do very well. Our ultimate goal is to get people active and functional. Okay, so if we can decrease their pain some so that they can become a little more functional, hey, hit it, you know, go for it, have the patient try it. Um, there are some that may work better than others, like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, like your capsaicin type medications will work better with complex regional pain syndrome um, and things that are a little more topical. You know, if you have skin irritations or skin pain, um, then people may, may do well with these uh, creams. So to conclude here, I want to mention that, number one, the research, and I've gone through some of it, um, it is really not strong enough to say that topical, uh, topicals for pain relief is really beneficial. But if on some level you feel like your patient will have you know, some benefit or decrease in pain from using a topical and they're convinced that they will do well with a topical, then by all means, go ahead and do it. It's inexpensive. You can get it pretty easily. And um, 
it, it, it really can't harm you. Okay, just make sure there are any, any precautions or contraindications that are associated with it. But by all means, go ahead and try it. Add that as another tool to your treatment. Uh, sometimes it's a nice way to just finish up a treatment with a patient uh, and uh, say, okay, you go ahead and use this or maybe take it before you go to bed. And, and if they sleep better, then great. Because what we do know is that uh, sleeping is healing. And uh, we know that those people who sleep better get better. And um, if we have less pain, we have better movement. So that is my take today on topical pain relievers. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Just a little reminder for those of you who didn't know, um, on September 18th, 2021, so for those of you who are listening to this podcast right off, we are going to be doing a blood flow restriction training certification class in Lewiston, Maine. We still have a few spots left, so if you are interested in uh, jumping in on that, just hit the link in the show notes today and uh, that will give you all the information you need to know to see uh, what the agenda is. And uh, we will be having Dr. Susie Lechowski, who will be presenting a majority of this course with myself and uh, certifying folks in the great uh, modality of blood flow restriction training. We also have some online courses uh, regarding the shoulder, lumbar and cervical spine. And we also do a uh, an anatomy review of the shoulder with a cadaveric dissection. So those links will all be in today's show notes. And I also have a few webinars on my website. And the one thing that I love to do the most uh, with all of OrthoEvalPal is online coaching. I think that, um, you know, communicating, we, we, we can talk about anything from communicating to discussing evaluation techniques and treatment techniques and how to manage people and patients better. Uh, I've, uh, I don't only see people who are physical therapists, but occupational therapists and other medical providers um, who may be preparing for an orthopedic test or something like that. So if you're interested in all that, be sure to check out our website. And um, again, folks, thank you so much for following OrthoEvalPal and for all your great questions and comments. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.